Welcome back to the Super Smart Guys Podcast. The only podcast that exclusively covers the greatest fantasy football league of all time, the Spartan Super Bowl. Grab a beer and prepare yourself for the highlight of your week with your host, Novel Reshin and Block Tick. Woo! We are back over that midseason hump. Week 8 down. We got a huge, huge episode this week. We got, uh, well, first off is I'm uh, I'm Novel Reshif, and then I got my normal co-host, Block Tink. How you doing, Block? Aw, oh, man, I'm so excited for this episode. We got great people with us today. It's going to be a blast. Oh, yeah. Speaking of those great people, we have... Uh, the man himself, GM Lamar. How you doing? What's up? I'm good. And then we got a special go- uh, guest host this week. You may remember him. He was the ex-GM in our league that quit right before the draft. GM Rojo. How you doing, Rojo? Ex-GM and ex-commissioner. There was like two hours where I was commissioner of the league too, so pay some respect. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> so... Yeah, we got a like I said, we got a really good episode this week. Um, we're gonna have some news flash. Um, we'll go over the weekly rewind. We'll talk about the matchups from last week. Um, we got the power rankings. We'll look ahead at week eight matchups, and uh, yeah, let's just get into it. Um, actually, first off, um, Rojo, uh, you want to give us before we get all into it, you want to give us a little bit of like backstory on uh on the draft night. Um, not really. No, 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 I was, I, you know, as a father had certain obligations that was taking time away from, uh, me drafting. And, uh, I think I kind of managed that if we started on time, I was going to miss some shitty rounds. And then I was just, if I wasn't going to draft for a dynasty league, I just, seemed like it would have been an uphill battle so i said fuck it yeah it worked out (laughs) (laughs) and now you're here uh still part of the family still part of the uh and we'll we'll always have you back whenever you want to come back on the show every week i want you to add another team to the league and i'll just pick (laughs) up players off the waiver wire and then i'll fucking (laughs) sneak into the playoffs baby the ultimate rebuild (laughs) yeah I mean, you could have, uh, so I know you don't have access to like look at all the transactions that have happened, but like Dearness Johnson was just grabbed off the waiver wires, uh, the other week. Um, I think, wasn't Cordell Patterson grabbed off the waiver wires this season too? I mean, yeah, he was grabbed after like week one. So I yeah, just I mean, go LA Rams style and just trade all my draft picks and just and would go and win now mode immediately. <laughs> yeah, you could do like the expansion thing, like the teams do, where like every team has to give up a player. Mm hmm. Or my points are worth like one point five for every one, every other point, you know, little handicap. Yeah, yeah, that sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> then we each get bye weeks, and make it more realistic. Oh yeah, well, I mean, we could also maybe try to get GM Chenault back on the in the in the league too. He... I'll just take Nicola's team. That's I can do that. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. His so, pretty since, good. Since when is Nicola watching football? Who says he does? <laughs> exactly. That's what I like. He he'll like post stuff in the chat. I'm like, what is he talking about? Is that why he had to have this like Deb Dolphin fan? Like he had to create an entity who actually watches and roots for a team. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's, that's that's absolutely what happened. He's like, oh yeah, she's she's all about football, not me. And he would post like Instagram stories about a Dolphins victory like four days after the game. (laughs) (laughs) You just got around to checking to see if your team won. All right. Well, let's get into our first segment. Okay, we're gonna go over some news. We got a. There were a couple big stories that happened this week. Um, yeah, we'll go. We'll go over those. After being on the Manning Monday Night Football, Tom Brady and the Bucks lost the following week, continuing the curse. Oh wow! I I didn't put that together. That's insane. No, it's still happening. It is a real curse. It's it's crazy. Like that wasn't Halloween spooky. No, the Mannings are cursing the NFL. And it was an uncharacteristic way that uh, that uh, that Tom Brady lost for him to not go down and win it in the on the final drive, right? So it's like it's yeah, it, it feels very cursed. Ten dollars that Josh Allen breaks the curse this week. Ten dollars? Oh, I don't know. Wait, who are they playing? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't care. Like he thinks Josh Allen's just gonna go ahead and break the curse right out of the gate. I just have faith in Josh Allen. I don't think it works that way. Tom Brady would have been my pick to break it. You guys are just coming up with reasons to accept my free money. Nobody wants your okay, money. Let Rojo. me let me see who they get. I already owe Rojo like I've lost a thousand bets against him this season, so Josh Allen is going to fuck me running. Really? He's on the baconator. <laughs> this is your way of looking it up? Are you on the Wendy's menu? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is it. Oh, this, this is it. <laughs> this is it eventually. So Nicola tries to watch the NFL. That's why I didn't find out until a week later. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah, I'm not taking that bet. <laughs> There's no way that the the Bills lose to the Jags. I mean, would you have picked the Saints to beat the Bucks With Jameis Winston out there throwing the ball? Then Jameis Winston gets hurt and Trevor Simeon snags the dub? Come on. That's a curse if I've heard of heard of one. That's true. Man, Trevor Lawrence to to get his what second victory in the NFL versus Josh Allen. He's having a rough year. He's gonna break out. Speaking of curses. The Browns are now 0-8 with Tony Romo calling their games. What? <laughs> this is the hard hitting analytics that we get on the Super Spark guys podcast yeah that's like when amazon's trying to tell me the odds of someone winning right now it's like i I don't know who this is helping but the brown the browns just need a quarterback and then running backs to stay healthy and they'd be actually good they'd win most of their games like i want to see what games those are though because if tony romo is only calling browns games because they're like the game of the week for them yeah, yeah and if like they're the if it's a really good game that happens to probably the Browns are playing a good team and that's why they're losing. I love though fucking for some reason LeBron James like tweeting free OBJ and his and OBJ's dad tweeting like posting up highlight videos of Baker Mayfield not throwing the ball to him on consecutive plays and highlighting how he was open. Like what what good is any of that going to do for anybody? Also, other than the fact that like he was a hot item forever ago, he hasn't done anything in the league for so long. Like young fans of football, like the Nicolas of the world, they don't even know who OBJ is. Like he doesn't have highlight reels from the last three years. Block disagrees. Oh, I strongly disagree. <laughs> now he I mean he has he has been a ghost, like just a shell of who he was on the Giants. But 
I'm pretty sure the Browns are like not throwing OBJ the ball because if he gets hit, both of his shoulders are going to fall off. Like he's, they're clearly extremely damaged and he can't take a hit. So like, Hey, unless he's like wide open and we know that like, it's like a six yard route. Don't throw him the ball. He's out there to draw coverage. That's it. Yeah. Baker Mayfield can't really throw the ball even when he had two healthy shoulders. So. Here I got a I got another one here um to the this is this isn't from this last week but the Bears are 0 and 11 when Kevin Burkhart calls their games too. Yeah, well the Bears also suck. Yeah, that this one's a little bit different just because the Bears suck. So <laughs> Yeah, they're like 4 and 20 over the past 3 seasons yeah. you know, or something like <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But you know who calls the Browns game next week? Tony Romo. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are they who are the Browns playing? Cincy. Oh, since he's going to be looking for some revenge. Oh, yeah. They're licking their chops right now. And, like, if they were to make the playoffs, their only hopes of making it past the AFC championship game is if Romo somehow misses the game. Dude, I want to keep this stat in my back pocket. I'm going to throw down, like, 200 bucks the next time the Browns have, like, a plus, how like, a ridiculous amount over somebody, and Romo's call the game. I'm going to put it to the test. Yeah. <laughs> I'll lose. I'll lose 200 for that one. I don't believe you, because or else you would have taken my Josh Allen bet, because the Manning cast cursed. <laughs> I call bullshit. But I don't think I don't think there's any bet. I can't. Oh, I mean, uh, that, I mean that's a good point. If we're talking about like the Bills, they probably have a good line over the Jags, huh? Oh, yeah, gotta. I mean, let's be honest. Like, as long as I don't have to do like some stupid parlay, I'd take that. You, know, I'll add it to the side bet tracker. When was Josh Allen on the? Was he on the Manning show? Just this last game. I mean the. Monday night. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm putting it. I'm I'm gonna put money down. Where's my phone? All right, I'm adding it to the side bet tracker. It'll be on the official website. There's two different. Um, the spread is like fourteen and a half. A source with direct knowledge of the situation tells PFN that Von Miller became upset when teammates declined to kick in for his annual Halloween party. A massive affair with a six-figure price tag that this year <laughs> featured Quavo from the hip-hop act Migos. Quavo. Wow. Quavo. It's Quavo. <laughs> oh, my God. Shit, dude. <laughs> Quavo. <laughs> who? Who? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Quavo was part of my goss? Is it my goss? My gosh, yeah. My goes. Uh, I like how that's the news you have on Von Miller because nothing else happened this uh, <laughs> this week with Von Miller. Well, I, I I was reading that he also had thought about canceling the the party because they've been so bad that you know they don't really need any distractions. And then he was convinced to keep the party going. And then people also refused to pick up the tab for the party. That's kind of shitty. Yeah. And you then can say fun. they ghosted him. Yeah, fuck you. That's that's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> that's so bad. Can we can we talk about the actual music on the way? Okay, he just wanted the sound effect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I mean, Von Miller was gonna go somewhere outside of the Broncos as soon as he went down with that injury. The Broncos were like, nah, 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 nah. we're we're done with him. Bye, get out of here. Like. There's no chance he's gonna get traded. Wait, wait, I'm not crazy. Von Miller went to is got picked up by LA, right? Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he was traded for what? It was two, two. It was a, a two and a three. And a third. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 the fact that LA is going all in 
uh, and they're doing it like only three or four years apart. When did the LA lose the Super Bowl? What year was that? Twenty. I mean, that's re- that's recent. It was like McVeigh's first or second year. Yeah, I think it was three years ago. Okay, but to do it three years like three years apart to go in all in twice because everyone says like, oh, if you trade away everything, your team's going to be bust for a while. They're going ham. I mean, that guy has balls of steel. Like, he's playing in a five billion dollar stadium to a fan base that barely knows like football, and he's just picking up every single piece he can. It's awesome. Titans running back Derrick Henry suffered a potentially season-ending foot injury during Sunday's 34-31 win over Indianapolis. Sources reported ESPN. Henry is undergoing an MRI today to determine the full extent of the damage. I mean, he's probably going to be done. I mean, unless Ryan Tannehill can put the team on his back, hashtag Miami Dolphins, uh, I don't, like, the only reason he would come back is if they're in a playoff hunt. What are you talking about? If they're not. They got Adrian Peterson, baby. Oh, yeah. He's so hyped about that. Yeah, he's he's taking a page out of Gronk's book. He's (laughs) like, I'm coming back, baby. Derrick Henry's going to be done. Like, he's going to have surgery on that foot. He's not coming back. But I mean, he's done for the fantasy season at least. Yeah. Um, we'll get into it more when we get to the par rankings. But uh, Reams's team, who had Adrian Peterson, dropped like five spots in the rest of season roster rankings, <laughs> just because of Derrick Henry. Never thought we'd get here, but Mahomes is legitimately playing like a bad QB. Just brutal so far tonight. Again. I have no doubt he's an elite player, but right now he's flat bad. Whose quote is that? It's Some yours. Some dude named Verder Verderame. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, you're just—it's a random tweet or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's some. Hey, it's one of the. It's one of the. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the top upvoted tweets on Reddit. So uh, in, the, in the NFL uh. subreddit. So. That's where we get our news. <laughs> just be happy you didn't just trade for him. So, you know, don't worry about it. Yeah. Mike. I honestly, I hadn't really watched a ton of Mahomes footage this year just because I, I hate the, the Chiefs and only watch them when they're on primetime for the most part. And uh, yeah, it was depressing watching that game. He's playing like shit. And uh, Bro was saying, like, on the Manning cast, like, just before he threw the interception, they were telling, like, settle down, you know, if there's nothing there, don't force it. And dude's hopping up in the air and throwing the ball sideways. And it's like, it was still a decent throw, but it's just, when it, it doesn't matter whether or not it was a good throw. The optics are, if it gets intercepted off of, like, a botched reception, you're going to look like an idiot for doing that. Yeah, it was the exact opposite. They were just like, Peyton Manning, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, is like, he just can't get bored. Get, taking what they give him, doing these short passes. He just can't get bored. And then he does that hot pass leading to interception. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, dude. Like, what is he doing? And even when he was bombing out to Tyreek Hill, uh, he was like, he, he wasn't giving enough separation. You have the fastest human on our, like in the league, and he's putting the ball like where a normal receiver would be instead of, you know, leading him by five or six feet. So it was, it was ugly. Yeah. I, I don't know if you like listen to the, Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays on the Pat McAfee show, but I this isn't the end of Mahomes. Like obviously he's gonna recover. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't think it was like a that bad of a fantasy trade. No, no. I oh, mean, I mean the, the trade the trade wasn't bad because it's a uh, dynasty or whatever. But um, yeah. I you know I, I I I drafted when I drafted Cup during the the 
draft. Everyone was like, oh, you're taking him early. And I was like, fuck you guys. He's he's going to be the number one target for L.A., and L.A. now has a quarterback. You know, it was I, I don't know that, but I really felt strong conviction. And, of course, he's, like, blown those expectations out of the water. And he'll probably produce for the rest of the year and possibly next year at these same levels. Uh, so it's just going to be hard to see that at any point in time if Mahomes isn't like even just an average quarterback if he's if he's you know getting two interceptions a game. But yeah, I think he'll be fine like down the road. Las Vegas Raiders Henry Ruggs suffered a serious car accident. So this was definitely an obviously an old like one of the first tweets. Uh, more news has come out. He was, or he definitely is, they think that he's intoxicated or he was intoxicated and he's being charged with a DUI. And the driver in the other vehicle was killed. So um, not the type of news that we like to bring up, but I do think that's kind of relevant on here. Um, And I think we should bring it up because that's pretty horrible. Yep. Did uh, somebody just trade for him? He's, I think you were mentioning. Yeah, Henry Ruggs was traded away from Jim Kent's team. Did you have some insider information? Did you just get some like Instagram stories where he's out drinking at like three o'clock in the morning? And you're like, mm, this is going to end poorly. Nah, the trade was ha- the trade happened in like week three. Um, it's just Jim Kent's a fortune teller. I mean, he was a 22 year old in Vegas. So, Belak Tink. What is what is that name? Where does that come from? Tink uh, comes from a long line of Icelandic Vikings. Read a book. Safe answer. <laughs> I was trying to actually do like some quick research on this whole Henry Ruggs thing because GM Schiller came out and maybe he was joking, but he said that Henry Ruggs wasn't drinking and driving and that he claims he's his his lawyers are saying that they're going to get their own blood test done because Henry Ruggs doesn't think he was drunk which is exactly what you would say when you're facing up to 20 years in jail for murdering somebody while you were drunk. You know, like, yeah. I mean, that's exactly what you're going to say. But what the fuck is he doing at like four o'clock in the morning in Las Vegas? I mean, he would have been stopped, but jo- I mean, John Gruden wasn't there to tell him no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, legitimately, like, if you think about it, like John Gruden is a hard ass. So he probably wasn't there to be like, hey, no nonsense this fucking weekend. Knock it off. Right, with a few more slurs in there. Yeah. Probably, <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked yeah. about the, his lips being like tires or whatever the fuck that shit was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, John Gruden is a piece of shit, and he definitely is very, very slanderous whenever he speaks about yeah. ethnicities. But, like, he, pro- he like, honestly, the fact that this didn't happen, and it happened two weeks after John Gruden is gone, it means that there was no type of leadership in LA for, or uh, in Las Vegas for that team. And these people like Henry Ruggs makes his own decisions and he chose to get in the car and drive drunk. Yes. But there was nobody there to like stop him. Yeah. Was this happening previously? Gruden would have said like, if you're going to get into a car accident, there better be a girl in your car, not any boy. Cause <laughs> I don't want you to be an <laughs> like Roger Goodell. <laughs> Uh, I think it's so funny that everyone had to pretend how appalling all his comments were. And then he was basically just ragging on Roger Goodell. It's like every single NFL fan has called him all of these and worse at some point in time. <laughs> oh, they say it, it to his face on NFL draft night. 
Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, should it be fired? Sure. But if you're going to go back 10 years into people's emails, they're going to find some ugly stuff. I, I hope they publish everything. And then just we have a totally new coaching staff in the entire NFL over the next like year. I mean, the fact that he, they didn't publish the, the Washington football team information just goes to show you that he probably just didn't like him. So he was like, yeah, okay, these these leaked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, like I, I know all the uh, cheerleaders have been like speaking up about it or something like that from the Washington football team of like they've, Dan Snyder brought them to an island and made them all go to a photo shoot topless or something like that. He, he okay yeah they they showed up on the island and then they immediately confiscated all of their passports oh, and nice. then and then had them go to the hotels and then tell them that they were going to go topless to these like meetings and like all this calendar stuff that never got like released but. You know, it's somebody made a calendar of topless cheerleaders. <laughs> um, did you? I didn't put it in the news, but do you guys see that? Uh, um, Gruden is like thinking about suing the NFL or something like that for. Yeah, I saw some posts around that was talking about his like counter lawsuit. He totally should. I mean, the idea that you know, it's it's any time there's a big story that gets blown up, there is a narrative that the NFL is pushing, and I think that a rich white guy might actually be able to fight it unlike every other person whenever they like bury an athlete like oh this guy beat his kid and there's no context and the only news is reported on like the four same sources of information like i'm not a fan of the way the nfl does business so i'm all for anyone blowing up their spot yeah the uh the owner of the raiders basically called out like he called out goodell of like hey release all the all of the emails not just those ones <laughs> man speaking of the owner have you guys seen that guy Oh, he like. Oh, there's it. no reason someone with that much money should have that haircut. To all of our listeners, if out there, if you <laughs> all like a couple thousand of them, all all thousand <laughs> of you that listen to this, um, <laughs> actually, I see the statistics. We hit our. By the way, by the way, speaking of statistics, the week that you weren't on block, we actually had like, we doubled our listeners. We had 18 listeners that week. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying anything. I'm just. I'm just pointing, putting facts out there. How eighteen? I have no. I idea. will. Also, <laughs> nobody knew that I wasn't going to be there until after the episode was posted. <laughs> yeah. So, so it wasn't like you were broadcasting before. Like, hey, come watch this one or come listen to this one because uh, old fuckface isn't going to be on here. Like, who the hell is listening to this podcast that's not in the league? Kent's mom. If somebody does, hell yeah, that's awesome. I'm like, keep listening. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, speaking of followers, novel. When's the last time you checked your Twitter? Oh yeah, I got a new follower on there. Is that you? That's not me. I don't know who that was. I don't follow I, you they, on Twitter. Or it said that they were friends with uh, Adrian Peterson's owner Reams. I don't know who that is though. Mm, might want to go check that Twitter again. Whenever you have a time. So off topic, but I was just on the uh, NFL subreddit, and just to make Lamar a little bit more worried, the Chiefs do not have an opponent remaining this season that currently has a losing record. They're the only such team in the NFL. That's that's rough. There is... See, I, I want Kansas City to lose. I just need him to produce. So as long as they're high-scoring losses, I'm fine with that. That's fair. That's actually a really good point. It doesn't matter if the Chiefs lose. It just matters that they put up some points. And he's got to stop throwing picks, which yeah, he's the it. number one leading interception. So <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, it's not saying that they're playing elite defenses. Um, I wanted to know about how excited was Fisher um, 
when the Packers picked up Jalen Smith to only quickly realize that there's a reason why you pay $8 million to not have a dude on your team anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, I don't know if you saw we dropped him today. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure there must've been some like Packers fan base that are like, Oh, we just got this, you know, former supposedly first round pick for nothing. He's going to, uh, you know be an impact maker on our defense and then you're like oh shit now he is totally washed no yeah we so uh, at least for the the packer fan base we um we weren't that excited when we signed him we were like oh wow we're actually signing people we were we were excited that we were actually signing people because that's something that we really haven't done <laughs> in the past is sign free agents um or like even make trades but we we signed him and then we we're just like okay cool but the uh the other guy that we're, we're pretty excited for is uh merciless um he's pretty good um so we'll, Dude, we'll see he's been in the league for a while though yeah i mean it's it's not too long i don't know i don't know how old he is but um yeah he's he's has he's had some decent impact on the team so far and then we signed rasul Doug, douglas i don't know if you watched the thursday night football last week rasul douglas was cut from the Cardinals like four weeks ago, signed to the Packers, and then caught the game-winning interception. I mean, he was signed to the practice squad and then got called up on like Saturday. He was he was dr- he was was cut to the practice squad. We claimed them off of their practice squad onto our active roster. He was never on our practice squad. So, you, so the Packers are willing to sign somebody that the Cardinals have said, you're on our practice squad, you're still not good enough, and the Packers are like, that sounds like a starter for us. Well, that's what happens when the you have the best uh, cornerback in the league, Jair Alexander, um, fuck up his shoulders <laughs> and then be out for the rest of the season. Yeah, he's the best cornerback in the league, so he clearly has the most interceptions, right? He was, uh, he was <laughs> injured the past <laughs> <laughs> I I think I saw something where Trevon Diggs Yes, he has like the most interceptions in the league, but he also has like the most points allowed per target or something like that. That's because <laughs> Where, like, he ju- so we did. I think we may even discussed it last week. I really don't. I'm not sure. Um, but he reason he has the most interceptions and he gives up so many big plays is he has no problem cutting off of his man or cutting off of a, the route that the guy's running short to go for the pick. Like he will jump like little button hooks. And if he misses, yeah, the guy's like gone for 20 yards or more. But that's also why he has so many interceptions is because he's taking that gamble. It's like, I mean, live by the sword, die by the sword type play. Yeah, I wonder how that that adds up too. Because I know in the, not last game, but the game before last, oh, versus the Patriots, when he had the pick six, or maybe it wasn't pick six, but he had the interception. And then the next play back, they threw right at him, and he cut under because he had safety help over top, but then the safety completely mistimed it, and then they got a touchdown. I was like, I wonder if that goes against him because that's 100% not his fault. That was just the safety making the bad play. But, of course, he was the one marking him at the yeah. time. So, Yeah. As a fan, those players are frustrated. Like Richard Sherman was like that as well. That's kind of his whole thing, right? He wouldn't have an assigned thing. He'd sort of take like a general area. And so – like especially late in his career now, he still plays like that sometimes. And it's insanely frustrating because like, sure, they might be leading the team in interceptions, but if they're giving up key plays and key moments, it's like, I'd rather you just battle it out with someone. Yeah. I'd rather you stay on the man than gamble 
like you, like that could be the difference between letting a team run out the clock or come back and score like a last minute touchdown to beat you. Like I'd rather you just not do that, man. Like can you just play coverage, please? But he's only what two interceptions away from the league leading records for in a season. I don't know. I think he's at seven. Yeah, he's at seven nine or something. Yeah, the record's nine, oh. so he needs three more to to take the record. So fuck it, go for it. Uh, yeah, especially because we're only halfway through. Like, why not? Yeah, yeah. That's all the people are going to remember. They're going to remember the year that you got those picks, not the eighty-yard touchdowns you give up. Hey, real quick question. So, uh, Rojo is a homer this year for the for the Cowboys. He thinks it's Super Bowl or bust. Fisher, we know, is rooting for the Packers to go all the way to the NFC uh, Championship and lose. Can't do. Who's your team and in? What's your projection for them? Uh, I'm a Chargers fan. I imagine we're going to make the playoffs. I have us losing in the second round. Okay. All right. That's fair. Yeah, that's that's about what Green Bay is going to do. So that's – and then, you know, obviously Dallas isn't going to win the Super Bowl. That's absurd. But, you know, they'll, they'll make playoffs. That's fun for you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. They'll for sure yeah, They'll for sure make the playoffs. How do you feel about Herbert? He's had kind of been a slump. I think like four straight games where he has had like a – lower than average qbr i do i want to answer your question rojo but i want to address did you call him herbit like as in like the ice cream like sherbet did you call him her yeah did like you say the, herbit like the, the ice cream yeah. <laughs> it's his nickname all right i just i just had to address it real quick i'm gonna make sure i heard you right uh man he, he's got a golden touch he can throw the ball like he was born to throw that fucking pigskin uh he just had some bad decisions. I mean, he's not as bad as Patrick Mahomes, so I'm all right with him. <laughs> like, I mean, it's a fact. Like, he's not doing as bad as Patrick Mahomes, but it's obvious. Like, he plays a bad game, the Chargers lose. So, yeah, and you're just counting down the days before Eckler's like out for the season. Like, there's no way that dude lasts the entire season. It's just not going to happen. I mean, I hope you're wrong. To be honest, <laughs> like, like, I really like having him. Yeah, I, I like the way. That, I mean, Mike Williams is the same way. Like. Mike Williams is doing amazing this year. I'd rather keep him, but he usually ends up breaking at some point. So, Balak, I did. Uh, I I did check out my Twitter, and I do have a new follower from Fantasy Ma'am at Fantasy Ma'am. I, I I see. I I'm guessing that that is the uh, the spouse, the wife of GM Kent. So, I, yeah, that's a that's a good follow. I followed it back too. So, I'm up to what's that, like nine followers now. Yeah, it's GM Kent's wife. Uh, she's a huge fantasy football pan, uh, flan, fan. Plan? Uh, yeah, she's yeah, she's a huge <laughs> fantasy football fan. Uh, she's actually won a championship in a fantasy football league before. Mm-hmm. Um, she was actually vying to get the spot that Rojo left open. It was just given to GM Schiller instead. <laughs> what did you do within your personal life to have to shout her out on a podcast that has 10 followers. <laughs> what, what kind of doghouse are you in that you have to do this right now, kid? <laughs> she beat GM Kent in the playoffs on her route to beat, to win the championship. She won the championship in her first, in her first time playing fantasy football. Make fantasy football more female friendly is the bio. Yeah, for real. I do like the, lo- the, the profile picture. It's pretty nice. Yeah, now I'm I'm now I'm up to uh nine followers I think um but I don't know who Jacob Naples is he has quite a few followers himself um but he started following me earlier this week so what's Jacob Naples backwards Bakaj Bakaj 
There's your answer. Yeah, there you go. Illuminati. <laughs> so I when I um when I like at players when I when I'm making like a tweet and I'm like uh oh this this team is interested in trading this player, those tweets always get like three hundred views or something like that. <laughs> like people actually like look at it and there was one or two times where somebody was like, No way. <laughs> they they commented on the tweet, so yeah, I remember that last year when I was like, "Hey, yeah. I told told them that I'm interested in trading like Michael Thomas or something," and then somebody was responding like, "No, they're not going to do that." And I was like, "This dude doesn't know what I'm thinking." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's enough for the news flash. Let's roll into our next segment. We'll do our weekly rewind. What happened? All right. So, Rojo, I know you don't have like access to the league app, but if you want to look down at the uh on the show doc of the some of the stats that have happened, um but Lamar and Block, do you guys got any uh any initial thoughts about this week? Any like any overall thoughts about the standings, the win records? So, I mean, I will say that there, it is surprising that two two teams I, I wasn't going to peg going into fantasy, regardless of power ranking, just managers-wise, um, I think have kind of surprised me with their records still. And we're far enough in where, like, records matter now, right? I mean, if, if you've racked up a ton of wins, it, it matters. So, like, uh, let's see. Obviously, uh, worst of the best, solid team, expected that. Tuma Vickis, so are we just agreeing that Tuma Vickis is on autopilot this year? Is that sort of the... <laughs> I don't so I think his team just is bad. He's been he's been updating his roster every single week. Mm. I've been actively paying attention to make sure that every single team um or I'm sorry, I haven't. The commissioner has been uh m- making sure that uh <laughs> that the that every single team is updating their roster and that they're starting starting players basically. Um and he has he has been starting players besides like players that are like last minute out or whatever. Um, I know GM Tumavikis, he's stationed in Germany. So his like his time is a little bit off, but I think the first game started at five for him, which isn't five or six for him, which isn't like absolutely terrible. So he does, he is able to set his roster. Um, it, it's just, his team is horrible. He has two amazing running backs. Yeah. But if you look at his wide receivers, did he auto draft mostly? Nope. I can't remember. Nope. Damn. Well, that sucks. And then uh, uh, Elam kind of surprised me uh, that he's continued to be this dominant, the bad dogs. And then uh, I'll keep ragging on Nicola because I, I don't think he knows what football is still. And uh, he's <laughs> six and two. And yep. so that's kind of blowing me away. So both both those guys are surprising me. But we're so late in this now that like th- those guys, like they'd really have to screw up to lose playoff runs. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's anything majorly surprising. Um, I had a narrow win, and if I hadn't traded away my Golden Boys Cup and uh, Stafford, it would have been an easy win. So th- this might be the beginning of the end of my uh, my easy wins this year. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I won with 107, which is, you know, most most weeks isn't going to be a win. No, that's slim. But, I mean, you say that, but how many teams have won this year with, like, 85, 94 points? Like, I don't know, playing Tuma, Tuma, Tuma got 67. I didn't see this till just now. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get into the league records here in just Jesus. a second. He's he's up there. 
so the the league average this week last week it was 121 so it actually dropped i think um it, it's like 119 or something i don't have it written down exactly but sounds about right it's the average score of every game played so far this season so that means to win 120 will usually get you the win because your opponent probably won't score the average as well yeah like like if you were like that's like the bar like it's like you need to make sure you put players in to at least get this like safe 120 Yes. And so and that's also there was five weeks without bye weeks, though. So as we get into bye weeks, mm-hmm. I think that average is probably going to start dropping a little bit more where it'll probably like even out near the end of the season, probably at like 115. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes if it goes down to 115 as yeah. bye weeks start happening and injuries. I mean, Derrick Henry had like 280 yards rushing more than the next running back, and now he won't be playing for at least the rest of the season. You know, absolutely. And there's a lot of teams in our in our league actually that just don't have depth. They have they're like they are as soon as like their starters are gone, it's it's trash <laughs> for their backups. And Adrian Peterson, the team that had a uh, Derrick Henry, is not that his team is trash, but like he really doesn't have much depth um, for the rest of his team. So. It'll be interesting going forward. Let's see who's who's his other running backs. He he did just pick up Cooper Cup though. I mean, in that trade, that's that's gonna fix a lot of. That's like a solid twenty twenty five at least every week. That Stafford Cup connect connection for the rest of the season. I mean, like if he wins the cup this year, I might be a little annoyed, but like that that's like the <laughs> most insane. The production's yeah. insane, and if you watch the games, it's not like big. It, it's a combination of being schemed open by a smart head coach. It's a combination of like a guy that just slings the ball, so every now and again it gets beat out, and then also it's like the release valve. So when when Stafford feels pressure, he finds Cup and just throws it, and like all, all that means that he's going to continue to produce. So I shouldn't I shouldn't talk about it. I'm just going to be angry. I actually like like two. It was, this was like two seasons ago. So when Game Pass, you used to be able to watch the the coach's view where you could see you could look up every single player. And I watched like every single play with Cooper Cup. A lot of the top wide receivers, I watched every single play with him. And there were so many times when Cooper Cup was wide open and Goff would just constantly miss him. Yeah, those little hands. Yeah. And when I, when I was, uh, when I was, or when GM Fisher was drafting, he said he was like, I, he wanted to get Cooper, uh, Cooper Cup, but he just missed out on him. I think uh, you got him a little bit early. Yeah, but to address what you're talking about for uh, GM Reams, his running backs that he started this last week were Derrick Henry and Devontae Booker. Uh, Saquon Barkley is supposed to start this next coming week, and Derrick Henry is, of course, out, which leaves him uh, Brandon Bolden, Le'Veon Bell, Latavius Murray, Mike Davis. Mm -hmm. Those are his options. Um, But like we were talking about, he has Cooper Cup, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, like, and he has Matt Stafford to go with it. Like he could probably eke out some wins if those guys get twenty to thirty points, something like that, all together. He wouldn't need huge numbers from his running backs, but he's definitely not going to score like a one fifty and get an easy win. No, it'll be really interesting once um, Saquon gets back too with Booker. That's what I was saying. Like Saquon's supposed to be back this week, so Devontae Booker may not be relevant. Yeah. So I just sent Rojo. His old teams, the new manager's team, right? The, uh, Rojo's leftovers. And I just want Rojo to rate this team real quick. Just what he sees, you know, as a, as a former GM himself of that same organization. What does he think of this team? Love it. Yeah, I was actually just looking at the the trades, 
and I was just surprised at the the value that he got back for uh, Dak and Zeke, giving them both up. Which obviously Zeke's having a breakout year, like compared to his past two seasons, kind of performing like a top three running back. Um, Minus those first two weeks, though. Two, yeah, or was it two or three weeks? You know, his running back situation isn't terrible. Harris and Moss, you know, they're not they're not game breakers, but they should be pretty consistent. But you know, I think I think I would have done better. I think I would, you know, this team would have a better record <laughs> if you know if Rojo was still at the helm. And you know, I like Schiller. Can you can you guess his current record, or have you already seen it? Uh, I th- I saw it. I think he's like one in six or something like that. Or... One in seven, yeah. And not only is he one in seven, <laughs> he posted the. Uh, it wasn't this week, but it was last week. He posted the lowest score of all time in Spartan Super Bowl history of 50 point something points um which uh which which we immediately made a point to say that Derrick Henry and Mark Andrews have almost scored 50 by themselves yeah so looking at the trade he got he gave up Zeke Elliott Dak Prescott and a second round pick to get Damian Harris Brandon Ayuk Trevor Lawrence and as an avid football fan I don't even know who this dude is Pat Fryermuth that's the mooth man he he could be uh, a legit tied in uh for new orleans simon Selly loves him he loves saying the uh the the mooth is luth <laughs> i mean and i think he, we have like be years before that catches on because he's not gonna really do too much i was surprised that simon Selly traded him away because i the the way that he was like talking about him when he was on the on the show or cell games was talking about him when he was on the show Oh my god, we briefly touched on this too. But then he also traded away Cordero Patterson for Henry Ruggs. Like that is a <laughs> huge loss. Like that dude's not gonna play another game and Cordero Patterson has got like double digit points in like uh standard scoring, like for since the beginning of the season. Like absolute terrible trade. I mean, he was going with youth on that one to de- to to defend him in that trade. Like he was trying to go with youth. What track record do the Raiders have with drafting wide receivers? Like, I mean, they they drafted Amari Cooper. But yeah, Amari Cooper. Yeah. What about the other two after that? Like Hunter Renfro uh, is actually a really good receiver. Hunter Renfro is like he is legitimate. He is a he is a terrific route runner. Hunter Renfro gets lauded by like Cooper Cup. He gets lauded by Mike Evans. He's good. But, I mean, I'm talking about the first two rounds when they have consistently just gone for speed guys who have completely flopped out of the league. I'm just saying. I'm looking at these trades. Just It's just mistake after mistake. Gave up Debo Samuel for Kadarius Tony. You know, that's kind of a reach. <laughs> we, uh, we, so we had him on the show last week. So you should, uh, when you're done listening, you should go listen to that episode. Um, <laughs> he actually, he, uh, when we get into the power rankings, he actually brought your team or it was the, like the 12th ranked dynasty team brought it up to sixth, but, um, yeah, rest. It was auto drafted. It was, yeah, basically auto drafted. Well, like, I think as a league, we kind of like drafted for him after, yeah. um, what was it like the fifth round or something like that? And up until like basically the rounds didn't matter. <laughs> the, the 15th round or something like that um yeah i mean for for as much as like we talk about like all the stuff he's traded away like you do have teams like deb 
who were the toilet bowl champion last year, and now they find themselves six and two. Mm-hmm. We had teams like Skull Squad that weren't really doing anything, and now they're starting to win games. Pick one nine nine is the same way. Like they're starting to get the ball rolling and win some games here, where you could see possible pushes from these teams. Like it's not too crazy to think that GM Schiller could put together a team next year with the pieces he has and actually have a good record. Like that's just how it goes in fantasy football. Sometimes like sometimes you just have a shit record for that year. Yeah. <laughs> Deb, Deb kept Zach Pascal as one of his three. keepers. <laughs> <laughs> what if that dude produced though? Like it would be like, Oh shit. The maybe first Nicola. week he did the first week he got like, I think it was like the first two weeks. Points. Yeah. He got like 18 points. And the next week he got 14 and we're like, Oh, yep. what the hell? Like, how did he know? To keep Zach Pascal, he got twenty points of week one, fourteen points the week two. <laughs> hey, that's that's I, I want credit for some solid memory. I said eighteen fourteen. Yeah, that, that's so like yeah. it was that's crazy. in seven percent of leagues. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he 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 definitely <laughs> dropped off after that. Like Pittman, Pittman came back, and so it's and T Y Hilton has kind of been sporadic since then. But yeah, at first he looked like a genius. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, moving on to like the stuff, the the west rest of week eight recap. Um, there weren't any trades this week after having I think it was like five or six trades last week. There weren't any trades. A pretty slow week. Not really any huge waiver grabs. Did you guys have anything that you wanted to highlight from the waivers? No, I would actually just say that this next waiver wire pool could be a big one with so many huge injuries happening. Like Calvin Ridley stepping away, Derrick Henry, Jameis Winston kind of, like, depends on how that goes. Um, I think there's moves going around the league that could make a big impact. Yep. Uh, And I think most teams, their rosters are filled up now, um, but if you do have some empty bench spots, fill up those rosters. You never know who's going to go off or be an asset, you know, a couple weeks down the road. Um, so let's move into some of the league records from week eight. There was really only one there. You know, the past couple of weeks, we've had quite a few. I think this is going to be more common where there's maybe one or even none um, as we get further into it, as we build our record book. Um, but GM Tumavikis had the the second least um, points scored by an owner with 67.76 of all time and he joined the under 75 points club with that he's now on that club um twice back to back weeks too <laughs> yep back to back weeks <laughs> does he bust out of it this week anybody got any bets nah nah i don't think so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i mean so he actually i don't know this this upcoming week his team his players don't have that bad matchup so maybe for some highlights uh, first thing I want to highlight, this isn't really like a what happened during the week, but um, the the new league website is up. So everybody should go check that out. It's at uh, www.spartansuperbowl.com. Um, it's still a lot under construction. There's really not that much on it. Just like the backbone of it is up right now, but we'll be adding a whole bunch of stuff. If you are listening to this and you have not gone and done the the questionnaire form thing please go do that um it's in the league chat 
basically helps build your GM profile. Um, that should be all updated. But um, some things I want to like highlight that I added on there, um, the league calendar. So the 2022 draft, the date is set. The date and time is set there. I added a, a calendar on there so you can see like any big like key Spartan Super Bowl dates. Um, you can including the 2022 draft. So add that to your calendar. Make sure that you're available. The, t- the start time is flexible, though, right? <laughs> yes. Plus or minus like 30 <laughs> minutes or something like that. <laughs> yeah. If, if one person out of 12 wants to change the time, you know, this yes. is your man. The, well, it's always you're always we're always able to push it back a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the but the that is the that is the time so if you need to take leave for that go ahead and do that make sure that you're available or you know maybe i think you can set a queue in sleeper of like who you want to who you wanted to draft i was looking at the the side bet tab and um i'm not sure if it's necessarily fantasy football related but you and i had a bet uh, a water bet as to whether or not the green bay packers were going to go to the super bowl last year so did we yeah. really? Yeah, and uh, Tuma Vickis was my witness to it, and uh, obviously I won that. But I never felt comfortable dumping water in front of you, uh, like in the ops floor. But I just want that to be known that uh, if sometime in the future I see you again and I dump water on you, it's because of that bet. If you could send me the details, I will add that to the tracker. Like when that, when you think that was, or like general time frame, because I. Was probably drinking and I don't remember it right now. So, oh, I hope not because it was on the ops floor at like in the middle of the day. Yeah. Oh, okay. We were just like standing yeah, there. Drinking. Just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, definitely drinking. Definitely drinking. Wait, was it between me or GM Fisher? Oh, GM Fisher. Oh, well, that's why I don't remember it. Okay. Napple Fisher is a chronic alcoholic, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I'll definitely make sure I add that to there. Uh, and then did so was that bet finalized between who was it? You and did Block take that bet earlier? The ten dollar bet? Oh, with a fourteen point spread. You're talking about putting it on the Bills, yeah, and Jags. Actually, no, I'm I was gonna look on the MGM bet app. Uh, I think I'm going to parlay it with the Bengals and Browns. Oh, so you're not making the you're not going to make the bet with the uh, with um, Rojo. What? No, Rojo and I agreed. He was just saying to do it. Right? I don't know what's happening. No, he said he said that the Bills will win. He said oh. the that Josh Allen's going to break the curse, and he said ten dollars. I'll tell you what. If if I put if I put money on the Jags winning. And I'm going to parlay it with the Bengals beating the Browns, which may not be a big, huge thing, but the parlay is where you start getting the money. If I win, I will send you something through like Amazon or something. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. Okay, I will add it to the record. Yeah, like you (laughs) let me know if you or Ruby, somebody needs something, all right? I'll I'll just Amazon it to you. (laughs) All right, yeah. So check check out the new website. Let me know if you have any ideas for like any like new pages or if you think something could be better. I built it in a day and that day I was learning how to make a website. So any complaints, screw you. I made a website <laughs> in a day. <laughs> like obviously it's not gonna be the best website in the world, but we have the domain SpartanSuperbowl.com. So hell yeah. Um it's it's a work in progress. 
the other the other highlight um, that I figured out from that website actually from the questionnaire. So this was kind of like a, we we've talked about it a couple different times on the podcast. The Baconator, like the origin of their name, like were they actually going after after the Wendy's Baconator, which is spelled Baconate O R. They spelled their name Baconate E R. According to the questionnaire that they filled out, it was based off of the Wendy's Baconator. Is that breaking? Is that breaking news? Because I really don't know what else it could have possibly been after. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Small said GM Small said something about like it was it was a combination between bacon tater and uh, that's right. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't I didn't like that, but it was it is based off Baconator, uh, the Baconator. I still think he should change his name. Speaking of changing their name, Jim Lamar. <laughs> Whoa, well, hold on now. Yeah, there's something I want to address. So I know Rojo hasn't listened to any of these, but they ranked the names. They all slammed my name. And then also everyone's clutching their pearls about me naming my team name. You're going to have to beep all this because I'm going to say my real name this entire time. <laughs> Go f- it's a funny name, and who who everyone in the chat was like being like, oh, or no, 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 it was on the it was on one of the first podcast episodes. They're being like, who would name their team this? Can you believe that? I'm like, we're playing fantasy football. There's literally professional teams that was called Redskins. Well, passed when that was cool. Like, go <laughs> f- is fine in fantasy football. But I will say, if you guys send me to the toilet bowl, I don't even have to lose because I don't believe that will ever happen. But like, if you send me to the toilet bowl, like the final round of it. I will change my name. Ooh, okay. I'm going on the record. Also, it's fun to be the heel. Honestly, screw the rest <laughs> of the league. We're the bad boys of the league. I think Yanib Nozneb is the one that has the most issue with the name. <laughs> yeah, that first episode, he definitely had a lot of issues with the name. He hated it. <laughs> he was disgusted. <laughs> Truly disgusted. So when I was making the very first newsletter for the league and I was, I went through and I was trying to Google everybody's, um, every, a logo for every, every, <laughs> oh, you know, no. I'm just, I'm very naive. Oh no. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I Googled goat and, uh, I'm pretty sure it put me on a couple different watch lists. Um, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I don't know. What is the rating of this podcast? Can I tell like a kind of. You know, PG thirteen yep. story. Go for it. We only, we only, we only ex, <laughs> we only bleep out the the team name Goat. Okay, so so this is about uh, Deb, NFL team, whatever, whatever his team name is. Nicola, Nicola is a baby airman in Germany, and he works shift work. Um, but he comes in on his off time, and he's like nervous and he's like sweaty and uh he's at the door and he wants to talk to he wants to talk to the nco sergeant parker the dude in the office but only sergeant graber who's a female is there and he's like i can't talk to you sergeant graber and then i'm like what you can't talk to sergeant graber like she's your she's your nco i see right now and he's like no i can't do it man so i go and i'm like fine i'll wait till i'll get parker out of this meeting and i go over there and uh i'm like hey man Nicola really needs to talk to you. Like he's he's really scared. He's really like nervous. He needs to talk to you. And apparently, while Nicola was you know perusing some pornography, he got a <laughs> pop up that said that his IP was associated with kitty porn, 
and he was really afraid that the FBI <laughs> was going to bust down his door. Uh, and so he came into work to talk to his NCOIC <laughs> to make sure that he wasn't going to get in trouble. And so the dude is like, what is the matter with you, dude? It was just a pop-up. Go back home. Stop bothering me. <laughs> and of course, this is like, oh, six months out of BMT. Nicole is still like, you know, mm-hmm. new. It sounds like Nicole was like Captain America. Like, he's like, guys, I accidentally said a swear word. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Like he's so pure. Yeah, and then he got canceled on how to properly look up porn by Sergeant Graver, which was the oh yeah 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 the the female NCO that he didn't want to talk to. She was just like, "What? What were you doing, Nicola? This is what you go go to this site, Pornhub, Xtube." What? Like she was yeah she was really enthusiastic (laughs) and and gave him the cliff notes. I've so I've heard this story before, and I'm just very happy that it's not recorded. So like it will forever like <laughs> it will forever be on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever whatever you want to listen to your podcast on. This this story's now out there, Nicola. I will come back every week to and tell an embarrassing story about Nicola. Maybe we should just make that a recurring segment. Maybe if you just <laughs> If you want to just record a segment, like it doesn't even have to, we'll just react to it. <laughs> like I'll just play it on the podcast. If you just record a, like a little thing on your phone of like an, an embarrassing story of Nicola, we'll just play it and then we'll just all react to it. I think that would be a good time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if he, if he loses uh, in the toilet bowl, maybe I'll tell the story about Fung, which was my team name for about half the year, you know? Oh Yeah. <laughs> 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 forget about that <laughs> okay so rojo's laptop battery died but i think we were starting to get to a point where he was starting to um not really understand what was going on with the league um not really having access to the to the league stats and stuff so we'll just keep going um one last kind of like it's not really a highlight but uh like note about this this week um i wanted to put out there is we have division winners. This might have happened last week, but I went down and I crunched the stats. So division winners, again, just a reminder, that is based off of when you are playing teams within your division. So within their division, Deb is 4-0 and in the Spartan South. Greenbud Packers are 2-3, and the Baconator 2-3, and and then Fishing Levon is 1-3. and So there's no way for any of, those, any of those teams to catch up to the Deb. So congratulations, Deb. You will be uh, representing the Spartan South in the Pro Bowl this season, and you have secured a playoff spot. Uh, and then in the Spartan Southwest, Goat f- oh, I'm sorry, uh, Goat Effer or uh, Goat Lovemakers uh, <laughs> have completely swept their division. They've played all six of their divisional games this season, 6-0, uh, and in their there are the other teams in the division, the Thunder Ducks two and two, pick one nine nine is only one and four, and then same as Rose leftovers one and four as well. Congratulations, GM Lamar! You'll be representing your team in the Pro Bowl in Week eighteen, and then in the Spartan Southeast, the Bad Dogs coming in five and zero oh against their division. Adrian Peterson two and two. Pittsburghers one and three, and then the Skull Squad one and four. So congratulations on uh, being division winners. I had a quick question, Novel. What's up? 
So how do the divisions all have the same amount of teams, but Deb is four, Lamar is six, and the Bad Dogs are five? How do they each win their division, but each one is like a different number of defeated within like, you know what I'm saying? Because so uh, every team plays their division rivals twice per season, right? And it just so happens that the GOAT efforts have already played all of their divisional games so far this season they've they were very like divisional game heavy in the early season whereas like deb they've only played four divisional games so far because there's still a couple more um there's still like half of the season left right so gp but even that like the green bud packers couldn't catch deb like they don't play deb again or anything because they're only two and three so it's like i was just curious like like they probably can't catch them but i was just curious so the so the green but so if the green but Packers were like two and two, then yeah they could probably catch them right because the but the green but Packers are two and three, so just um they've already played so they only have one more divisional game left so at best their divisional record will be three and three okay um yeah it just so happened that this season with three teams going basically undefeated so far in their division and then the other teams playing so many games they've we have official division winners so yeah um week 18 those teams will build a roster from the players in their division to compete in the pro bowl and uh we'll get into like playoff odds but basically deb goat effers and the bad dogs are at 100 percent playoff odds right now they've locked their spot in so let's get into the matchup review from last week the green bud packers faced off against the baconator we, uh, the host of this podcast last week, we all chose the Green Bud Packers. However, the Green Bud Packers let us down, and the Baconator came out victorious. This was one of those divisional games, by the way. This was one. This was the pretty much every game this past week wasn't an upset. It was pretty straightforward who was going to win, and that person won. I think this is the only upset from the week. You know, I would I wouldn't say it's like a huge upset necessarily. Like it wasn't like you know. But it, it was the only game that kind of went against what the numbers were saying. Yeah, this is the only one that, um, like, you block. You you got every one of the picks right except for this game. Yeah, this is, yeah. I was 5-1 and one this week, which uh, allowed me to gain another game on you, Novel. <laughs> I'm now five games up. Yeah. <laughs> the F- Fishton Levon played the Adrian Petersons. Adrian Peterson obviously came out on top. And this was the uh, 67.76 to 142.2 points scored by Adrian Peterson. So he came out on top by quite a bit. But as we were talking earlier, um, we might be seeing a little bit less from Adrian Peterson down the road. Yeah, this is it's going to be interesting to see how the, like, their team unfolds. Because I think just a few weeks ago, we were talking about how they're almost a lock for the playoffs. And now significant injuries have happened and we don't know how far they could possibly fall. But I mean, as is anybody's team, if they get hit that hard. Yeah. And uh, so for the podcast or for the website, um, GM Ream said that his team was in win now mode. So they are trying to win the season. They're not going to take these injuries um, and just be like, okay, I'm going to sell my team, you know, drop out of the playoffs, look towards, forward to next year they're they're trying to win right now i mean, I, I also kind of addressed this though in the last podcast 
there it's not one or the other. There's not two options. Go win it now or sell your team and rebuild. Like you can be a team that is bound for the playoffs, lose a guy like Derrick Henry and be like, well, not this year, maybe next year. Like you absolutely don't have to go sell major pieces and trade and be like, well, I better go get rookie picks of first rounders so I can rebuild. Like there are many, there are many routes to take. So I almost think that Adrian Peterson is almost in that realm just because like their bench is I don't like not great. I mean, I think just from their record alone being five and three, they'll probably make the playoffs. But like, will they be really that competitive with basically no real running backs in the playoffs? Like, I I mean, anything can happen, right? Like, right. Saquon could get hurt again. It. I mean, GM Reams obviously had the mindset of stack your starters, hope nobody gets hurt. And if nobody did get hurt, he could post 150 pretty easy because he had so much firepower on his starting roster. And that was the kind of that that's where he was going. That's what he wanted. So it is one of those like, yes, the risk is very obvious. It bit him because Derrick Henry's out, but he could come back next year and pick up a piece or two and pick up right back where he left off and go four and to start the season. Like so. That's so that's what I think is the difference. So that's why, I, I, like you said, the the difference between like a win now and a rebuild. I don't think there's like those two things, but I think there's like a win now, a rebuild and a dynasty where a win now is like we're almost what GM Reams is at, where the like your team is so veteran heavy. It's so like so um starter based like your bench is really doesn't have that much depth i think that's like the win now it's like let's let's squeeze out a win while we can because in next year we're not going to be like all of our players are either retiring or like this is probably going to be their last season he has a real chance this year still i mean honestly he has the cup is the that trade puts him in a win now mentality because cooper cup and the stafford connection he might have two years on that and then derrick henry only produced what five points this past week or six points and so he can go find something to meet that level. And he, he produced 142. So he's not guaranteed that every week. But, you know, I mean, he, he has Evans who can pop off. I mean, granted, it was a great game for Cooper. Um, and then he's got, you know, uh, a decent tight ends. It was an average game for Cooper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So so I, I, I think he looks very strong this year. I mean, it's not a guarantee by any means. But, I mean, he's yeah. definitely going to make playoffs. And once you get the playoffs, I mean, you just need one week to – weeks to just roll your way a couple times and you're good yeah it's, it's yeah you just need to be in the top six and yeah. even with the team he has i think he's still considered top six yeah easy mm-hmm. and and honestly if he just finds yeah, whether he wants to trade for it or find a way to get it if he finds a back that consistently puts up 10 um to replace derrick henry i think it'll be fine deb played the pittsburghers this week we all went with deb and they pulled out the w deb is a great team <laughs> i don't and the Pittsburghers suck, so <laughs> at least this season. I don't think uh, we have much else to say with this. Do you guys have anything? No, I no. We'll get into it for next week, I guess. I don't. I don't understand how he's doing so well. <laughs> it, it pains me. Yeah, we'll 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 get into it when we get into the power rankings uh, and some of the, like the more stats. Rose leftovers play the goat fuckers. Oh, I'm sorry, the goat effers. Um, this was a divisional matchup. The GOAT-Effers won this to keep themselves undefeated 
and sweep their division. Um, I I switched my pick last minute (laughs) last week to Rojo's leftovers. And even up until, I think, was it Monday night? Like, Rojo's leftovers still had, like, a little bit of a chance to win that game, right? They did, yeah. It was tied up. The difference is uh, I had a quarterback and I had Williams, the running back. Uh, yeah. So I had Mahomes and Williams against, uh, who is it, uh, one wide receiver. I forget, it's the rookie wide receiver um, who has had one breakout game for like 27, but the rest of the time has been like low production. So Canary's it was close. Tony. Yeah, Tony. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty good game to follow. But um, now I'm down five in the pick em <laughs> because of that. Uh, Sparta's game of the week, the Bird Dogs play the Thunder Ducks. We all chose the bad dogs, and they ended up winning just as we expected. Um, you got anything to say about this block? Man, this one, uh, this one broke my heart to watch GM can't lose the way he did. K one had nine points. Like he could have, like this game against the Green Bay Packers should have been much more of a shootout, and I, I it really was because it came down to a touchdown. But I was thinking that GM Kent would have gotten probably at least like a 20 point performance from K one. Uh, and then I think there are other players that could have stepped it up, but his team didn't perform like bad outside of like his normal producing players all did. It was just the players that he was like kind of hoping for those bigger games just didn't happen. Um, but this game, I feel like really showed like the bad dogs aren't impossible to beat they can absolutely be they can absolutely be beaten i was just about to say that they scored 117 points um we were just talking about a little bit ago about the average points scored per week is that like 170 or 119 or something like that uh just looking at the scores this week i'd probably say it's probably actually a little bit lower for this week's uh points scored but like yeah 117 is totally beatable yeah um they just they've They've had a decent amount of luck to get them at eight and zero. Obviously, they're still a great team, but Block Tink, have you have you heard any whispers from inside the uh, the Thunder Ducks? I mean, this is the third loss in a row after coming off of five straight wins. You know, is, is there a shift in the in the building about how they're feeling about this season? There's, yeah, I think there's been discussions. Like I've talked to them just like one on one about like, hey, how's it looking? Hey, how you feeling? Type thing, and uh, I think there are players that he is looking to move um but i think it's on the fence of like hey can i realistically push to make the playoffs or is this something where it's like hey kind of start looking to get some pieces to maybe some other teams that are looking to make a bigger push or in better positions it's it's interesting so sparta's game of the week w-e-a-k the weaklings pick 199 versus skull squad pick 199 finally got the win that they've been waiting for um and skull squad who we kind of count out every single week scored 124 points they would have beat the bad dogs and they kind of do that every single week they like they score pretty decently actually but they just happen to play a pretty uh high scoring team i'm 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 personally I'm buying the Skull Squad right now. Um, Me too. I know we just talked about pick 199 beating them. I guess this is actually kind of both. I buy 
their surgeons right now in the league. I I think they're both pushing to make some big moves and to start winning some games, which is unfortunate because I think you're going to see a shift where GM Small, GM Kent, and GM Reams maybe start losing some games, like more than what was initially thought. This is so this was the game of the weaklings between pick 199 and Skull Squad. One next year or even the year after that, this is going to be the game of the week when these two teams play. These two teams are going to be the two highest scoring teams. Um, I'm I'm calling it right now. Like if Skull Squad scoring 124 points with basically they almost started a whole a roster full of rookies, <laughs> they're going to be pretty great um, down the road. So uh, the pick them standings right now. Balak, you're at 34. I'm at 29. JD Mail is at 10. Um, Cell Games is at 7. GM Reams is at 5. GM Schiller and GM Small are also at 5. The only one that really counts, Novel and uh, Tank, you know, you're up 5. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting because uh, we, we've said it numerous times, Novel, that we make our picks separate from each other and then we reveal them like as the show is starting to to record and for the for us to kind of consistently pick the same teams outside of maybe one or two it's 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 intriguing cuz like we obviously believe in the same teams we obviously see the same analysis so it's in order to change things some of the some of the picks are going to have to be gambles yeah that's what I, so that's what i've been trying to do the last uh, couple of weeks with some of my picks, and uh, it really has not been working out for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, not not really. No, I am excited for next year. We will be opening the pick'em to the rest of the league, so everybody will be able to participate in the pick'em. Um, so that will be pretty fun. But it's starting to look like I'm going to have to buy you a jersey this season. <laughs> I mean, there's still a lot of time because, like, it could yeah. there could just be that one week where you go six and zero and I go three and three, and that's a huge jump right there by itself. So, like, I still think there's plenty of time. Are we? I actually didn't. Are Are we going through the playoffs? Or are we just ending it at the pickums at the regular season? I think we should go through the playoffs. You want to go through it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a pickums, right? We could like all the way down to the championship game, pick the champion, right? I mean, yeah, because then at the end we would just pick the toilet bowl champion and then the actual champion. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with that. Cool. Cool. All right. Buy buy you some time. <laughs> I need every <laughs> single game that I can get. All right. So let's get one quick word from our sponsor before we move on. Um, hey, Smartheads, how's it going? We all got dirty things, things that need to be laundered. Am I right? Well. At Cash and Clean, they got you covered. Their cash-only laundromat open 24-7. All of their customers are <clears throat> shareholders, if you will. When you become a member of Cash and Clean, you can expect to earn 90%, yes, 90% of the profits from laundry that you bring in personally. You're following me, right? Bring in your dirty laundry, paying cash, and you can expect to see a big rebate. Launder it good at Cash and Clean. Cash and Clean is a 501c3 publicly traded nonprofit entity. Power Rankings. 
Okay, so let's go through some of the power rankings really real quick right here. There wasn't that many big changes this week. Uh, we'll start off with Fishteen Levon is at number 12. They're 1% odds at making the playoffs. So, hey, if you got one of their picks or congratulations, Fishteen Levon, you have a top six draft position. Rojo's leftovers come in at number 11. Um, also only 1% playoff odds. They're one in seven as well. Um, I'm a little bit surprised that they're not number 12. Well, I don't know if I'm actually surprised that they're number 12. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, be, I put them in basically the same boat as fishing Levon. Number 10, we got skull squad coming in at 10%. Their record is two and six. However, they are the they have the seventh highest average um, points per game, and if they were to play every single game or every single team every single this every single week, they would be forty one and forty seven, and that's actually not that bad. Pittsburgher is coming at number nine with a twenty six percent chance to make the playoffs, um, at four and four. So this is where I think we start getting into that next tier of teams that could actually they they actually could make the playoffs still um four and four even though they've actually not been performing that great they're 10th in points per game so far they would have only beaten 30 teams um they would have lost 58 times they have the 11th ranked rest of season roster and they are right behind the thunder ducks at number eight they dropped down there at a 29 percent playoff odds um and they are three and five, 36 and 52 against the rest of the league and the eighth in points per game. And then above them is the Baconator coming in at number seven with a 23% chance to make the playoffs. Um, and then the same exact record, three and five, along with the Pittsburgh, or I'm sorry, pick 199, three and five. But this team has a 46% chance to make the playoffs because they've been scoring the fifth most points per game in the league. Um, do you guys have any thoughts about like that tier? Because I think this is probably the most important tier that we have in our league right now. Um, the bubble teams, the teams that are like right on the edge to make the playoffs. I mean, without any type of major moves or injuries happening, I think... That's probably the most fair statement to say that pick 109, the Baconator, Thunderducks, and the Pittsburghers, those four teams are fighting for that last playoff spot. One of those will get in, the rest will not. Um, again, and without any type of like major setbacks from above teams or huge breakthroughs from like school squad. Um, but I think one of them is the bubble team, which is kind of i mean kind of awesome to see halfway through the season like you think this is the playoff picture already i will say adrian Peterson at number four could drop i mean he again uh gm lamar and i were talking about earlier he still has a good team he can still put up points his receivers are good his quarterback's good like he's not necessarily going to be out of it just because derrick henry went down but maybe he slips to a bubble spot and maybe even further, who knows, but maybe two of the current bubble teams get in. I don't know. I think 
I would throw Adrian Peterson into the mixture that I just mentioned previously as like, those are your bubble teams. Yeah. So I mean, actually I'll even, I will even throw in the green Bay Packers. So I'll just go through these next two um, because these are the ones that are not locked in at the playoffs. The green Bay Packers, 90% chance to make the playoffs. They are five and three. So they're number, they're ranked number five. They are two wins ahead of the team behind them. Pick one, nine, nine, even though they have scored less points per game. So uh, the Green Bay Packers are at number six points per game. The pick one nine nine is at number five points per game. Um, I mean, it's just because of the record, but and then ahead of them is Adrian Peterson with eighty one percent. So they have actually a less percent chance to make the playoffs. Same record as the Green Bay Packers. But if we look at the roster strength trends, Adrian Peterson dropped four ranks in the roster straight roster strength trends just because of derrick henry this past week it's a lot it's the biggest drop of the season he can still make moves though the problem is right now is he doesn't have anyone on the roster that can fill that slot like very well but if he if he's willing to trade he can get a a middling back and kind of negate some of that henry loss you know what i mean so it's a combination of losing a key player and then i think his bench is light on running backs but i mean some someone will give him you know especially you're talking about teams at the very bottom not even a great running back, but a solid running back and give it up for maybe a, a first rounder or something like that. And that, that I, I think he's, I, I think he's a lock for playoffs, especially, like I said, like he, he traded for that cup and Stafford. And if you can replace that running back, I, I think he's going to be a lock. I get why he's projected so high. And I'll throw out too. Um, so the Greenwood Packers have been locked. If you look the, if you look at the roster strength trends, the Greenwood Packers have been locked in at number one roster strength the whole season yet they are the number six most points per game so they're not even they're not even top three um so i i think that throws in a little bit question the and that that roster strength is based off of the expert rankings of the teams um throughout the year so i think maybe has this been a difficult season to project for experts throughout the throughout the year I mean, yeah, it absolutely has. I mean, you, you look at it from any point of angle that you want. Like, you don't know who's going to be out. COVID, injury. I mean, you had Calvin Ridley just step away out of nowhere. Like, now, I mean, now you have, like, the Henry Rugg situation. This year is probably one of the most unique years I've ever seen. I think um, you're seeing a lot of, like, rookies, too, that last year, because of, like, COVID and not playing in um, stadiums, they're just performing a little bit different than what was projected or even just some of the other younger players that like maybe this is their first last year was their breakout year or whatever but let's get into the last few three uh we got deb coming in at number three um the uh power rankings say 96 percent, but they're actually 100 percent. they're locked in because of their division win they're at six and two the number three rest of season roster we got the goat. Oh, I'm sorry. The goat effers um, <laughs> at number two, also locked in. They're seven and one. And then the bird dogs undefeated so far. They, you know, we were talking about like they're, they're beatable, but they do have the highest points per game. Like, 
even some of the best teams that have like scored extremely high have also scored extremely low. And the bird dogs have just consistently scored in that like 120 range, which is like we talk about, like if you're getting a, if you, as long as you can get around that range, you're probably going to win most of your games. And that seems like what the bad dogs have been doing. Yeah. What's the bad dogs? You said, what's their points? Is it 145? It's a little blurry on my uh, image here. 145. Yeah. That's wild. I mean, that is, that is a pretty dominant look and, and they have gotten lucky on the, on the weeks they're, they're dipping below that. Their opponents are too. Um, but yeah, I, they're, they're, uh, they're a tough team. All right. Let's, um, let's go real quick through the dynasty rankings. There actually was a couple different like changes this week. Um, I'll start from the bottom. Adrian Peterson's coming at number 12. Pittsburgh is at number 11. The Baconator, number 10. Fishing Levon, number nine. We got the Thunderducks at number eight. Goat. F- I'm- God. Change your name. Uh, the Goat Effer <laughs> at, uh, <laughs> at number seven. Rose leftovers at number six. Pick one nine nine at five. Deb at four. We got the bad dogs at three. Skull squad at two. And then the green bud Packers still at number one. Looking at the trends. There was a couple little swaps just from this last week. But I think a couple little um, things that I want to bring up is uh, we had Rojo on here earlier. but And he was kind of shitting on some of the moves that um gm schiller's made with rojo's team but rojo's leftovers they started the season ranked 12th for dynasty they're now ranked sixth right yeah yep. um they they have had the the biggest change in their roster for dynasty other than that um i think it'd be it's interesting to note that pick 199 although they haven't really made any changes the past couple weeks have dropped a couple spots and then the uh the pittsburghers after their trade the other week um have uh significantly dropped <laughs> yeah i know this has come up before but these rankings are so hard to understand i traded to get a younger quarterback for the longevity of my team uh and it hurt me to give up an old quarterback and then hopkins and i guess because i gave up a pick yeah, it might it might be that pick. I think this calculator considers those picks pretty heavily. Yeah, and I don't. I think uh, finding the next guy is really hard. I mean, you know, there's a couple guys like uh, what's the tight end that got picked up this year? Pitts or whatever. Yep. Yeah, Kyle Pitts. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a couple freak athletes every year, but if you don't get one of those, I, I think nothing's guaranteed from draft capital. But I mean, I agree because. There is like the other side of the coin from what we we're just talking about. Like Adrian Peterson, we we're just talking about how his like he's stacked on the starters, maybe doesn't have a lot of depth that hurts him. But he also has two first round picks, but he's still 12th right now right. in dynasty ranking. So it's like, how much did the picks help? Apparently, not that much. I don't know. I think it really is a balancing act. So a lot of like. So a lot of the, all these rankings are the the rest of season roster and the dynasty rankings. Um, well, the rest of the season roster, there's there's more uh, there's more math that's involved in that in that one. But the dynasty rankings, at least, are based off of the what is it, the expert consensus ranking from um, fantasypros.com. And they I know that that they're kind of like taking into account the next like about three years ish. 
Like how, how valuable is this asset down like the next three years? Um, and then, yeah, they're valuing picks. I don't know. It's just something to, some little fun stat to look at. You know, hey, if it, if it helps Ro- Rojo's leftovers to look in the mirror and say, you know what? My dynasty ranking has gone up, you know, because <laughs> some of these guys are going to need it this year. So, you know, there's some teams that are they're they're just playing to avoid the to- toilet bowl at this point. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be fun to um, I'm I so I have this new like tracker that I built. It will track these these dynasty rankings over the years. So I think it'll be really fun to look at like where teams were like when they started their rebuild or when they when they said that they were in win now, um, I think it'll be fun to start tracking some of that stuff. Um, that's a lot of my, my goal with this league is to do a lot of like that data analysis. Hello. Do you want to play a game? Okay. So week one, or, uh, I'm sorry, week nine, our first matchup, we've got the green bud Packers versus the Pittsburghers. Uh, I think the Green Bay Packers are going to win this one, just as I always do. Uh, even though you're staying faithful, I gotta say I'm going with the GBP as well. I like them to beat the Pittsburghers. I'm gonna go Packers on this one. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't really, um, I don't really see the Pittsburghers pulling a win out on this one. But who knows? I think. Uh, I mean, as we're about to go into these novel, you and I talked about this before uh, the podcast kicked off. This week was interesting because I think there's going to be a lot of games that could go either way. This there's going to be I I think there's going to be a lot of close games. Yeah, this and this definitely could be one of them. Um with a couple different players being out and then the uncertainties around some of these players. Second matchup, we got the Fishing Levon versus the Skull Squad. Uh I'm going to take the Skull Squad in this one. Yeah, Skull Skull. <laughs> Skull. Like, how are, how is anybody going to pick Fishing Levon if they just scored in the lowest score, like the, some of the lowest scores we've seen in back-to-back weeks? Like, how could you possibly pick them? You know, I think I'm going to be that guy. I think I'm going to be that guy and pick them. I think Skull Squad's <laughs> good, but here's the deal. I, I appreciate what uh, GM Tumavikis is doing for this league over in Europe, expanding us, you know, giving us a bigger footprint, international <laughs> audience. I mean, just think of those revenues. You say that. Have you seen the pictures of the stuff he's getting into over there? Oh, I, I've, I've heard it's, about it's it. It's not exactly listen. branding us. Like, okay. <laughs> That's just the European lifestyle. I think if you've never been over there, it's hard to understand. But, you know, sometimes you're, uh, <laughs> some figures are going to go to places they're not supposed to. And uh, that's just Europe. But uh, I'm going to go with him this week. Uh, I think he has a chance. And I'm rooting for him. And I'm rooting for the European expansion, you know? I So I was actually kind of going back and forth on this one. I do think that fishing levon has a chance so i know i'm gonna regret choosing skull squad <laughs> like that's what it's gonna come down to as i'm gonna regret it so uh by the way those last two matchups that is the first time that those gms are meeting in combat so um <laughs> the uh yeah gmt umavicus has not ever played uh benson and then Fisher has not played small, surprisingly, because both those teams were there last season. Um, it just so happened that that was the one matchup that those two teams didn't have. However, though, the Bear Dogs are playing Deb 
and they did play each other last season, and it was week two. GM Nicola won that matchup. He scored 151 points against GM Elam's 129. However, I think the bad dogs are going to even this matchup because how can you not go with the undefeated team? I mean, we like we said before, like I think this has the potential to be close. Um, I think this was purely matchup based that I was like, okay, I like this guy over that guy. A lot. And as I continued down that list, I just kind of, it was one of those like, wow, I picked four guys on Elam's side versus three on Deb's side. So I guess I'll go with the bad dogs. But I'm telling you that bad dogs have a lose or a loss, rather. They have a loss coming. It's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. Think so? I think I'm going to go with Dolphins fan Deb on this one. And uh, in no way is it because I have confidence in the GM. It's it's because what Nick Chubb isn't Nick Chubb coming off an injury. Nick Chubb was back. Nick Nick Chubb was back this last week. Oh, okay. Mm, see that hurts it. And I was gonna say Kelsey played like doo doo last week. Just everything was off. He's played bad like three weeks in a row. I know. And Debo Samuel for Dolphin fans, Deb. San Francisco's got has to play Arizona. If they lose this game, their season is basically over. So Shanahan's going to have to pull out every trick in the book, and that means that Debo Samuel's going to catch for probably fifty plus yards and run for probably fifty plus yards in some sort of insane, weird scheme made up Shanahan system. Uh, so I think Debo Samuel could pop off. Uh, so I think I'm going to I think I'm going to lean into Dolphin fans' deb, even if half of what I just said was unproven by a, a black <laughs> tink. <laughs> This will be like a really so. This was we talked about last week of all of the matchups were very easy to choose. This was a hard week. Like every single one of these matchups, I was kind of going back and forth of like, okay, this guy could score this many points. This guy could score this many. My heart just told me the bad dogs because I when I when I kind of like did the math myself, I was just like, I just feel like the bad. I've I've been betting against the bad dogs actually recently um yeah that's probably not a good system wait no i had the bad dogs right the bad dogs is a no, smart you bet. put you had the you had deb oh okay i then when i saw you put that i was over here my bad hold on i may have yeah you put on. you put deb one second let's go join me block tink hold on one second give me one second i want i want to make sure that i had this right because if I sent you Deb, I want to make sure that that was like what you I actually did. Send me Deb. You sent me Deb. Yep. Damn it. The only way that you can change your pick is if we both agree on it. And I do not agree that you can change it to the bad dog. And I know I'm going to regret that next week. <laughs> oh, no. No. My bad. I did pick Deb. I yep. did. I'm so looking Lamar, at it right you pick, now. You're picking bad Deb? dogs. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm absolutely going with Deb. Sorry. Uh, I was thinking about a different matchup <laughs> the one we're talking about this. Let me recant everything I just said, and let me tell you why the bad dogs are going to lose this game. <laughs> Tom Brady, TB12, out. He was giving the bad dogs like 30 a game. Out. Who's he going to put in? Sam Darnold. Okay, sure. He has Jamison Crowder and KJ Osborne starting. KJ Osborne against Baltimore? Nah, son. Travis Kelsey? He's been... He still has Deshaun Watson, so you never know what happens between now and next week. Yeah, I mean... Listen, if he puts into Sean Watson because he suddenly comes back and it comes back and and it fucks me, then I guess I'll just be the twenty fourth person that Deshaun Watson's fucked. So, 
or asked for a handjob. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's without Scary Terry. He's with, like, he's just without so much firepower. I'm telling you know what? I, I'm going to recant what I said. The bad dogs aren't going to lose a game <laughs> in a couple weeks. They're losing a game this week. They're losing it this Let's week. Let's go. <laughs> okay, and then uh, <laughs> so the next matchup we got Adrian Peterson versus the GOAT Effers. I'm not going to screw it up this time. The GOAT Effers. I got a Adrian Peterson. I know I've been down on them a couple different times. I'm sorry, GM Reams. Please forgive me. I think you guys are going to win this week. Um, Balak, I th- I know that you uh you believe the same thing. Yeah, what an awkward time to have the GM on the show whenever we're picking against him. I want to know, like, where's the stats for that one? How many times have I picked against the current GM on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's... We haven't we haven't looked into our curses. Are do we have any curses? No, nah, oh, that's, that's impossible. No, no way. That'd be pretty <laughs> hilarious though if you guys didn't realize you were doing the Manning cast yourself every single week. I <laughs> would love to have a curse. Like the oh, if I if I knew that I had a curse, I would do everything to keep it going. Just the thought Just that only I have bring on some... the worst teams. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of some kind of power over the uh Elam's like, universe. why the hell can't I be on the podcast? What's going on? It's like, listen, man. <laughs> yeah, we can't, we can't have you on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so here's what I'll say about this one. We're gonna see we just did a trade, right? Uh we got to play one week with our guys. Now we're going against each other. So he needs Stafford and Cup to continue to produce like 50 points together to win this. Uh and I need Mahomes to return to a decent quarterback. And DeAndre Hopkins to, you know, prove that he's like the number one wide receiver in the league right now. If if both teams perform, then it could go either way. But uh, if things keep going the way they have been, I, I, I would even say that Adrian Peterson's the favorite. Of course, I'm going to pick, uh, you know, the go because, you know, I'm loyal to my own. Whoa, but, uh, whoa. Come on. Language on this. Oh, I'm sorry. Greatest of all time, fuckers. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm definitely going uh, GFers on this one. Sparta's game of the week. We got... Pick 199 versus the Baconator. So this was actually kind of hard to choose the game of the week. Um, There's a lot of good matchups this week, as we've said multiple times. Um, I think that I chose this one just because of the implications from it, because both teams are three and five. Pick 199 just won their first game. They've been kind of flip-flopping. Um I don't know if that's a stat that you want to look into. They've every every other game for the past like five weeks. They've they've lost every other game. Um, but we talked about how the Pittsburghers have a twenty a twenty six percent chance to make the playoffs, whereas the pick one nine nine has a forty six percent chance. Um, it's they're they're all the bubble teams, right? Like these this these are probably like the most important matchups. Um, you might have matchups between Deb and uh the Bad Dogs, but both of those teams are locked in the playoffs. This ultimately doesn't really matter for them. Um, what it really matters for is pick one nine nine and the Baconator to win these games, and they're playing each other. And I think pick one nine nine is gonna continue to show that they are a playoff team. As much as it hurts GM Fisher, because GM Fisher owns pick one nine nines first round pick i mean so two things off of what you're saying one 
some of these games are going to matter for the teams that are at the top because some of them could be playing for the first round bye. Some of them could be playing to get a lower ranked team in that first round. So like it does matter a little bit for these teams. Like they're if to make a playoff run, it wouldn't hurt to get that first round by, but also referencing our previous podcast last week, we said that the matchup between two and five pick one nine nine and two and five skull squad is going to determine which one of them is going to continue on the playoff hopes and which one's out. And now pick one nine nine is again in a situation that they have the same record as the person they're playing, and one of those pe- one of those teams is going to keep their playoff hopes alive, and one of them is going to falter a little bit. So, I think I maybe mean, if I I pick pick one nine nine to continue this train, I think they're going to keep it rolling and they're going to get another dub. Yeah, I like pick one nine nine. Dak Prescott's back, and uh, he he bounces back from injuries. We know that, uh, and he gets fired up when he does it. So, I think you're going to see a big performance out of him. Uh, and then on top of that, he has Elliot too, who has continued to perform. So I think there's a lot of upside to some of the projections on his thing and Baconator. I don't know. I, I just don't see a lot in this team where, uh, I don't, I don't know if he's capable of, of, uh, putting up like, you know, uh, let me put it this way. I can see pick one, nine, 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 one, nine, nine, breaking like 140 relatively easily. I can't say that about Baconator squad. So I'm going to pick one, nine, nine. Yeah. I th- and so this is actually the two, like most unlucky teams. <laughs> like they, I feel like every single week, the weeks that they lose are like the weeks that like they should. I know Baconator went two weeks in a row where they were like they were a they were like a ninety something percent chance to win, and then they lose it at like the last on like Monday Night Football or something like that. So, um, who knows with this game? Um, but I think one nine nine is going to pull it out. <laughs> um, Sparta's game of the week lings so this was another one that i that i was kind of struggling to choose like who who's going to be sparta's game of the weaklings is it going to be fishing levon and skull squad who hold the lowest combined record in all of the matchups this week or is it going to be rojo's leftovers and thunder ducks but i chose it to be rojo's leftovers and leftovers and thunder ducks because i think both of those matchups are about the same weakness level However, Rojo's leftovers and Thunderducks have a little bit more, not so much cons- consequence, but like Rojo's leftovers have lost their last five games. Thunderducks have lost their last three. One of those teams is going to break their streak. That's a solid point. I mean, whenever, whenever we first talking about it, I was like, wow, GM Kent's going to go from the game of the week to the game of the weaklings, like from one week to the next. Like, <laughs> that's, t- <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that stings. Uh, but you bring up a good point. Like both of them are a skid. One of them is going to break it. One of them is going to continue it. And honestly, I think whoever continues their skid, the winner should buy like a like a, a twelve pack for the other guy because that sucks. <laughs> maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll add that to the side bet tracker if we get a um, GM Kent and uh, GM Schiller on board. That's like, that. I mean, that, that's not even a bet. That's just common courtesy at that point. Like, damn, bro, that, <laughs> that's, that's rough. So these teams have played once before. Uh, Kent won that game. It was against Schiller. Obviously, this is a um, a divisional matchup that was in week two. Schiller, uh, Kent won 127 
to 104 from Schiller. I just, the way that Rojo's leftovers has been performing the past couple weeks, I just don't think that there's a way that they win. Yeah, I know GM Kent could get a could use an easy win. That'd be nice. <laughs> and this is it. I was going to choose uh, Rojo's leftovers, but it'd be way too awkward to do that with, uh, you know, a, a beat reporter so closely tied to the Thunder Ducks here. So uh, I think we're going to go Thunder Ducks on this one. Okay, cool. That wraps up our episode. I want to thank you, GM Lamar. I wish I would have gotten a chance to thank our ex-GM Rojo for coming on. It was awesome having him on here. We definitely uh, went off topic <laughs> quite a bit, but I think it was pretty awesome uh, getting some perspective from one of our ex-GMs. Uh, I, we might have some more ex-GMs on here as we, as we go on through this podcast. And then just some other guests from outside the league, maybe, maybe uh, the fantasy ma'am, Courtney Kent. Maybe we'll get her on here as a guest. That'd be pretty fun. But yeah, we're, we're always looking for guest hosts. So if you would like to be the next guest host, we don't currently have one lined up for next week. We've gone through a good majority of the GMs in our league. We want to make sure that we get every GM on at least once in this season per season. Um, I think we got GM Bobo left and GM Team of Vegas. So we got two more GMs before we we get everybody on, and then we'll start bringing people back. But how how do you think it? How do you think it went, Lamar? Uh, it was great. Thanks for having me. I uh, I'll, I'll say this too. Uh, I, I want to propose something. One is that all the at names we change to people's last names, so I can easily track who's who better. Because with 12 people, half of which I haven't met, uh, <laughs> sometimes it gets a little rough. Uh, so, you know, it's, and, you know, it's obviously certain teams I remember easier than others. Um, but if people want to do that, obviously, like, not just a hard rule, but um, or just have your name in it. Right. I, I feel like that's helpful. Uh, and then I'll also say we were talking earlier about funding the league. I think a fun way we can do that in the future is if you want to bet someone uh that the loser just contributes to the league fund that way or it basically pays everyone's dues like makes it a little bit cheaper so um if you have a bet it can be you know five ten dollars something like that and then the loser will just pay to the league fund so that's a way that we can bet in the thing without you know someone ending the season owing 30 jerseys uh you instead could have paid for you know maybe like 10 percent of the dues or something like that um, so those are just some ideas, but I had, a, I had a really fun time. I think it's cool that we got this league. People are so involved. I love how heated it is, even though some people are already, you know, not having good seasons. The, the, being this far into the season and no one being checked out is awesome. This is the only league I've had that happen in. There's always one asshole that just stops paying attention and doesn't set their lineup three weeks in a row. So uh, it's super fun how engaged this is. So appreciate it. Those are those are actually great ideas. Yeah, if you guys want to you know listeners set your username or whatever to your to your actual just name that'd be awesome um help everybody out and then so th- with the with the league dues i'm actually going to be setting up on the website i'm going to be setting up like a thing where people can pay their dues anonymously instead of i know the current system of like paying it through venmo or whatever um shows everybody their their how much everybody paid or whatever that's not the point of it um, it's supposed to be like donation based and stuff. So we will do that. And then that will help with the, you know, what you said of like making the bets and stuff. So, um, and then I just want to throw out there any, if you guys have any league or GM news, 
uh, make sure to throw that in here. And then I would just want to say thank you again one more time to our sponsors. Can't you get any final remarks for this episode? Who? Were you talking to me? I'm I'm sorry, Block. Oh, no, nah, it was another great week, man. Uh, appreciate Rojo and Lamar coming on. Uh, it was awesome getting to see, see him again, hear him again. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, another successful week novel. Well, I just want to, one more time, big thank you to our guest hosts this week, Lamar and uh, Rojo. And thanks to all the Spartheads out there for listening every single week. Make sure to smash that like button and follow the show to get notified as soon as new episodes drop. If you like the show tell your friends and drop us a review you can follow me on twitter at novel reshift for all of your spartan super bowl breaking news this has been another episode of the super spark guys <laughs> podcast i'm novel reshift signing out